Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. There are believers all over the city joining in a time of fasting and prayer. That's why this week we're bringing you messages from Pastor Jackie Martin on prayer. It was Jesus' disciples who asked him to teach them about prayer. Pastor Jackie is going to be teaching us from that model prayer in Matthew chapter 6 some important principles that we can learn as we want to enter into an effective prayer life when we come before the Lord. Prayer is powerful. Prayer changes things. Prayer moves the heart of God. As you listen to each message this week, you will see how this message progresses from praying to God to praising God for all that he has done. Get your Bibles, get something to write with, and listen in today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. When we pray, you'll say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are following God's agenda. We want heaven to be done in earth. In other words, we want heaven to come to earth. We want God's will to be done. What is God's will, you ask? God, whatever God wants, when he wants it, where he wants it, and how he wants it. It's whatever God wants. And so when we pray, we say, God, not my will, but let your will be done. Because see, a lot of times when we're praying, we're saying, God, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to move for me. Pull that mountain down. Oh, God, break that stronghold in my life. But God might let it be for a temporary. But God might say, it ain't my will for the mountains to come down for you right now. It's not my will for you to be just that stronghold to lead you right now. You might need to still let it stay there for a minute so you can understand how much you need me. You can understand that you're helpless without me. And so we got to pray that God's will be done, that his kingdom comes to earth. Amen. See, in earth, there's so many things that are wicked and things that are going on. When we pray and bump out of heaven, we say, God, let your kingdom come to earth. In other words, God, come and transform all of this mess, transform all of this stuff, this evil that's going on in the earth. Let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So if we're part of God's family, we got to follow his rule. We got to follow God's leadership. We can't just do our own thing in the kingdom. I, I, I know that you've been doing your own thing, but you ain't supposed to be doing your own thing. You've been doing it my way. You've been saying, can I have it my way? But God said, no, let it be my way. Not your way. My will be done. See, God is sovereign and he will accomplish his purpose with you or without you. In other words, he's going to do what he's going to do. If you don't get on board with his uh, will and his desire, and if you don't uh, follow God's agenda, God's plan, he said, well, okay, we'll just get on over there. I'm going to move somebody on up, and, but I'm going to get my will done. I'm going to get, it's going to happen in the earth. If I got to let one generation die out and cause the other generation to come in, my will is going to be done. He says, yes, he says, yes, I'm going to reach souls for the kingdom of God. If you won't do it, I'll call somebody else to be rised, raised up and do the will of the Father. He says, get on my agenda. Remember, he's not limited to your obedience. 
He's not limited. God is able. But see, once we align ourselves with God's program, then our requests can come in. So when you pray, you see, you got to get yourself right before you come on in here asking for something. You know how it is when you have kids and your kids be like, Mama, I want you to do this for me. You say, wait a minute, hold up. Speak to me first. Honor who I am in this house. Before you come begging and asking for something. See, you got to get yourself right before you come into his presence. And the reason why we're not getting our prayers answered is because we're coming in to his presence out of order. So he wants us to position ourselves. So now we can ask him for what we need. And then he tells us in the past, he said, give us this day our daily bread. So you can ask God for whatever it is that you're needing. Ask God for your daily needs so that he can fulfill his plan through you. God does not establish a plan that he does not fund. See, our requests for provisions are to be daily. Did you hear what I said? It ought to be daily. Even though the father knows what you need, even before you ask, he still say ask. The scripture says that we have not because we do what? We ask not. He says, listen, my principles, the way that I work in the kingdom, the way that you can touch heaven, you got to ask me for something. See, you got to ask me, you just can't just, you know, expect for it to happen without you coming and asking us. So every day we ought to go before him daily and say, God, give us this day our daily bread. See, it is a reminder that we are dependent upon him all day and every day. Just as the children of Israel, they were reliant on God to provide manna for them while they were in the wilderness. So, so are we. We are to be reminded each and every day that our life is dependent upon him. In other words, God, I can't make it through the day without you. Without you coming in, into my life and moving in my life, I can't do it. I'm not, I won't even be able to get the provisions that I need without you. So you ought to live a life, a life of dependency on God. He wants us to rely upon him. He's daddy. He says, listen, I'm your daddy. I'm your father. You know, it's just like every earthly father. Hopefully, if they're a good father, they want to provide for their family. They want to provide for their children. They want to make sure the needs are met. Their kids' needs are met. They want to make sure that everything is going right in the house. See, he's uh, the big daddy. He knows how to take care of us. He just want to make sure that your needs are met. He just want to make sure that you come to him and ask him and request of him whatever it is that you are needing from the Lord. Then he goes on to tell us, he says, forgive us. Forgive our, our, our debtors. As we also forgive our debtors. That's in relationship to sin. See, when God forgives us, he no longer credits sin to our account. 
So what does that look like? When we come before the Lord and we say, God, forgive us of all of our sin. He wipes the slate clean. He don't even remember it anymore. He don't bring it back up. If something comes back up, it is the accuser of the brother that's making accusations against you. It's not God. God has credited unto you as righteousness. When we say, God, forgive us. We have to ask him for forgiveness. But he says we also have to forgive our debtors in relationship to the sin that they commit against us. <laughs> I know it's tight, but it's right. I know that there have been some people in the house who are, are asking a question. Well, Pastor, so do we have to forgive the sins of others that are committed against us? Yes, you do. You, you do. You do. And I know some people have been seriously sinned against. And matter of fact, some of y'all may have encountered some and endured some horrific cruelties in your life. But nevertheless, the Bible teaches us. It says that anything that comes to a believer, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, it has to come through the hands of God first. <laughs> In other words, when something happens to you, God is not caught off guard. He's not unaware that it's happening. So if it comes through his hands, if it's ugly, if it's bad, listen, he intends to work, use it for the good of you. See, we serve a God that is sovereign. He permits things for the good of their children, even when we don't even understand. Even when we want to box with God and we say, God, no, 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 they did it to me. They did it. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I ain't forgiving them. But listen what he says. If you don't forgive, he's not going to forgive you. Think about Joseph. Joseph, the story of Joseph, his brothers, they put him, uh, they put him in a pit. He was sent off. But see, what they meant for evil. God say, I intended it for his good. So listen, when evil comes up against you, sin comes up against you, listen, you ought to be dancing and shouting and say, listen, I know it's bad right now. It feels bad not right now. But what they meant for evil, God's going to take this situation and turn it around for my good. He's going to shift it into my favor. We got to believe God for that. So he tells us that we have to forgive others. It's important that we forgive. We serve a sovereign God. God is able to turn it around. So know that I, I think we get confused that we're not looking to the future hope. We're not looking to what God has planned for us. We get confused when we don't see it. We don't have the, have the answers. We don't know what's going on in our life. All we can see is the bad. All we can see is the things that are happening to us. All we can do is feel bad, be frustrated, be depressed down and out. But God is saying, listen, have some hope in your father. Have some hope in God himself that the father knows best that he knows how to take care of you he knows how to meet you at the point of your need when trouble comes your way God knows how to come in and block it he knows how to turn that situation around 
And he does it so that he could be glorified. And then he asks us to do this when we pray. He says, do not bring us, ask him to do not let bring temptation. Bring us into temptation into our life. So you got to ask us one person say, lead us not God into temptation. So you got to ask God, don't bring uh, temptation into our life. And see, when we pray this prayer, it requires that we face the fact that Satan is smarter than you are. He's smarter than us. He's had centuries of experience to to ruin humans' lives. So God tells us to ask God to keep us from getting into situations that will deter us from kingdom principles that will deter us from the kingdom of God. So you got to go to him. See, when we, we, when we come into contact, all of these things that try to deter us and, and get us out, of course, God say, ask him to help you. Thank you once again for listening to The Light of the World. You've heard Pastor Jackie Martin teach a dynamic message. There may be some of you who feel like you do not have an effective prayer life. I want you to know Jesus Christ laid out a model for you to follow in Matthew chapter 6 where you can just come before God and bring your request to him and visit with him and commune with him, conversate with him, not only talking to him but listening to him and you can get your prayer through to God and he's able to hear your prayer and move on your behalf. If you would like to listen to today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast. It's at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message or any previous messages that have aired on this broadcast. You can also go to our website at LOWCF. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. And let me invite you to be our guest at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church. We are meeting each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Umber Road. God is moving in a powerful way, reaching the lost, the unchurched, people that don't know him. God is moving, he's healing, and he's delivering those who need deliverance. Come and be our guest each Sunday morning. Let me remind you of our Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes, Bibles, books, or any resources, call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.